Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Good afternoon, Zinger Nation. My name is Logan Ross, and this is Moon or Bust, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. Live from beautiful Detroit, Michigan. Today, we'll be giving a, an update on the crypto markets, talking about ETH, uh, Cardano, Bitcoin. Uh, and, and then we're going to be talking about Solana a little bit, um, giving an update on the adult content cryptocurrencies. Uh, and then we'll be interviewing Dennis from the Cosmos Starport team. Uh, it's going to be awesome. You do not want to miss it. This is some, some deep value right here we're bringing to you. So if you're excited, uh, let us know by smashing the like button right now. I'm going to bring my two co-hosts on. We have Master of Margin Ryan McNamara and DeFi developer Ryan Moore. How are you fellas doing today? You already know the deal. Markets are green. I'm happy. Uh-huh. Brian is muted. Uh, I'm just going to assume that he is also doing well. Can't complain about that. Sorry, I was fixing my mic. All good, man. Uh, okay, so I want to point out a couple links in the description before we get started. Um, so, so head down there real quick. Make sure you subscribe to the Benzinga channel if you're not already. Uh, and then also we have a crypto channel. It's the first link in the description. Subscri- subscribe to that as well uh, to get all the crypto clips um, from our show and, and the other crypto shows here at Benzinga. We also have a Telegram. Uh, and if you join, you can get 25% off on the merch. Uh, you see this sick ETH Mooner Bust hat we got going on here. We got Ryan's shirt, uh, all of that and more. Uh, and you can get 25% off just by joining the Telegram. We'll toss you the code uh, if you ask for it. So also I want to shout out the, the Benzinga Money Crypto Landing page. It's in the description. Uh, and there's also like how to buy links for a bunch of cryptos that, that aren't really obvious how to get your hands on. Um, we've put together some great tutorials. So while you're down there in the description checking it out, make sure you look at those um, because we put a lot of work into that when we're not on stream here. Um, uh, as always, make sure to connect with us on Twitter. Um, but with that out of the way, let's get started with the market update. Uh, so, Ryan, do you want to run us through the prices while I pull up TradingView here? Yeah, let me pull up Coin Market Cap. I know last time I checked, Bitcoin was getting really close to $49,000, which I love to see. Hopefully, we'll get to that 50K mark here pretty soon. So Bitcoin's at $48,650. We got ETH at $3,250. We have Cardano retaking the third place by market capitalization at $2.48 at $80 billion evaluation with Binance Coin not far behind it at $450 with a $75 billion valuation. So yeah, let's let's touch on Bitcoin because I think this is the most interesting. As you guys know, the markets always follow Bitcoin. So let's take a look, see where we're going. Yeah, so as you can see here, we are well above the bull market support band. Um, and really, we've just kind of left it behind. So um, this could be a fake out. We could come right back down uh, and stay down there for a couple more months. Um, but we really want to look to correct and hold this as support. Um, so w- once we have that, we're really cleared for takeoff. Um, we, we've been saying this every week. This is what you got to look for. 
Um, so if you're not in right now, if you're still in stables, you might have another chance uh, in a, a couple days here, maybe a couple weeks. But in the short term, the near term, I'm looking to continue this run. How about you guys? And I'm hoping we continue. I think 50K is going to be a psychological support for a lot of investors. So, I mean, personally, I'm not expecting to go above 50K before we come back down and hopefully retest that bull market support band. Uh, but you never know. I mean, we could just be up from here. If you go to the one-day candlesticks, it almost looks like we've already tested that bull market support band. So my question is, have we already tested that? And are we on our way back up? Or are we going to actually come back down, settle there on a weekly candlestick level instead of a daily candlestick level, and sure. then go up from there? Because this looks like we've kind of tested it now almost twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Uh, I did not think about looking at the dailies like that. But um, I mean, I, I think a, this is great, but a weekly candle would be even better. Brian, what do you think? I think it all depends on kind of also what this weekend brings. So crypto mm -hmm. usually goes down on the weekend, but then we'll either pop back up coming into like Sunday night to Monday morning. You'll, you'll see a lot of runs or that's when you're going to see everything start tanking again. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it all kind of depends on if we, I, I think maybe if we break 50 K um, over the weekend, we could possibly see, you know, us land a little above it and stay. But mm -hmm. I think what you guys um, have just kind of laid out is probably more realistic of what is going to happen. I've just seen it do some crazy things um, over the weekend, especially. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to pull up Cardano now, Brian. I think your mic might be uh, off or it's on the wrong one. Um, so you might want to check that out. All right. Ada, boom. All righty. So ADA has blasted off recently. Oh, this is the market cap view. Um, let's see if we can get it by dollar. We'll just go to Binance here. Okay, boom. Uh, okay, so so uh, for the longest time, ADA stood for a dollar always, okay? This thing could not break $2 if its life depended on it. Uh, and, and now it has just gone all the way through the roof. It hit uh, 250, uh, like seven or eight briefly. Um, and, and it has just absolutely blasted off. Ryan, uh, I know you're not the biggest ADA fan, um, but there's so many arguments for it. One, it's newer, so it has more volatility potential. Uh, as a hedge to my Ethereum position, it makes sense. Um, as a, a less decentralized blockchain, there's tons of applications that, that can't run on the Ethereum mainnet. It just doesn't make sense. It's too expensive, uh, like blockchain gaming, for example. And this is where I think Cardano has the opportunity to shine. Now, they need to implement smart contracts first, and we'll see if that can happen. Um, but should that that successfully be pulled off, DeFi on Cardano is going to be nuts towards the end of the year. Well, we'll see a lot more use cases for um, ADA as we go. And like I think one consensus we have is it's not a bad... like long-term goal kind of coin kind of token you're not really looking for this huge run-up you're looking for longevity and so I, I really like ada for that that's why i like polygon as well um mm -hmm. i'm pretty happy about it the uh, i don't know if we're gonna see i mean we might see some little bit of a downturn because it's the kind of one that's either gonna fall or it's gonna kind of keep it's gonna keep rolling so mm -hmm. I, I hope that we see three before we see back below one but we'll have yeah to see. 
Yeah, for sure. So Slippery says 9-12 is the date for smart contracts. Uh, they've delivered on everything else so far. So hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, we'll see that next month. Um, I say we skip ETH today. We always talk about it. It isn't doing anything insanely spectacular. Let's jump over to Solana and the Solana ecosystem. So Ryan, I know you've been digging in lately. Can you give us the scoop? Sure. So Solana has been going up with a lot of these smart contract cryptocurrencies lately, like Polkadot, like Cardano, uh, like Ethereum. Um, but Solana's in price discovery mode now. We're at new all-time highs and it's absolutely been ripping. And alongside Solana, a lot of the Solana ecosystem tokens have been ripping too. I've seen Audio, Audius uh, go into the top 100 cryptocurrencies. It's around 80 to the 70th position now um, with like 100% gains on the weekly. There's also Serum, Radium, Star Atlas, a lot of big things coming out on Solana, and they're gaining a lot of traction. I think mm -hmm. that Solana can outcompete with ETH for certain types of applications because of the way its blockchain works. It can handle a lot more transactions at a lot cheaper cost than Ethereum. So, for example, I think gaming could do really well on Solana. So yeah. uh, there's a project coming out. It's called Star Atlas. It's coming out on the 26th of August. That's when the token will launch Atlas. There's also Polis, which is the governance token for it. Uh, essentially, it's like a virtual world, not even a world, but a virtual universe where you can get different spaceships, travel around. It's uh, integrated with a lot of different types of NFTs. It looks pretty cool. And something like this would be impossible to do on Ethereum <coughs> as Ethereum is today, just because you, it just doesn't make sense to pay high transaction fees for every single transaction. Um, you see some games on Ethereum do well, like Axie Infinity, but those games, uh, they're not as advanced as Star Atlas. Like Axie Infinity essentially is a card game, and it's kind of like CryptoKitties even, where you breed your NFTs and get new ones. Um, but yeah. I think there's a lot more potential for games on Solana because of the way its blockchain works. So I, I for one, am excited for Star Atlas. I will be picking up some Atlas tokens once they come out on the 26th. Yeah. What do you guys think of Solana and its ecosystem? I like it a whole lot. The that last the um we figured it out, but I forgot what it was. But that NFT project that really brought that huge increase in Solana um last week. <clears throat> there's just a whole lot of stuff that it can do, and like you said, there's a big ecosystem that will allow um just a ton of different things to um kind of be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And so Solana only has an upside, in my opinion. And when you're looking at these smaller <clears throat> cryptocurrencies that do run smart contracts not to say it's small i mean solana is almost a top 10 cryptocurrency if it's not um you kind of have to look at and see what's the niche for these cryptocurrencies because everyone will say you know i think in the long run there will be a place for solana there'll be a place for cardano but i think where the money is is what is that place where can you invest in the ecosystem like what will do well on that smart contract blockchain for one i think ethereum will do really well with DeFi because in my opinion it's the most secure and most uncensorable so I think the DeFi plays are mostly on Ethereum, whereas, like I said, NFT gaming, that could be a play on Solana or a higher capacity blockchain. Yeah, I can see that. Each one yeah. is its little niche. Logan, uh, speaking of higher capacity, do you want to show off Serum, the Serum Dex? I think it's really cool. I think we should touch on this just for a second. Sure. You want to pull up the chart here? No, or... actually just the website to show what it's okay. all about. So Serum is a decentralized exchange on Solana's blockchain, but it gives you all the benefits of a centralized exchange as far as features with all the security and permissionless system as a decentralized exchange on Ethereum. Um, so on Ethereum, 
All of these decentralized exchanges are automated market makers for the most part, which means you have liquidity pools. And essentially what you can do is just swap your cryptocurrency. So you go in, you have Ethereum, you can swap it for any other ERC-20 token on that exchange. But because Solana can handle so much more data and handle it so much faster, you can actually get order books on the exchange. You can get derivatives. It's basically, I mean, you look at it and it's basically like a centralized exchange. And I know we've had Trader Main on the show before, a big cryptocurrency trader from Twitter. He says, you know, I don't use decentralized exchanges because there's just so limited features compared to centralized exchanges. I think things like Serum on Solana really change that up. And for more serious traders, it could be a play. Very cool. then we, we have SBF, uh, the, the founder of the FTX exchange, richest crypto kid in the world, bankrolling it. Uh, he has single-handedly just been ripping Solana, buying a ton of it himself. Uh, and I, I'm looking for him to diversify into that ecosystem as well. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to keep my eyes on, on Solana going forward. I've had uh, a small bag of it for a couple of months now, and it, it has been uh, proven to be a good investment. So uh, maybe we'll do a deep dive on Solana in the future. Uh, but speaking of high throughput blockchains, advanced cutting edge technology blockchains, there is the Cosmos blockchain, the Cosmos protocol. Uh, and, and alongside that is the Starport development kit. So uh, this allows developers to create their own blockchain in just a few minutes. And, and not only is it their own blockchain, it's interoperable. Uh, with all of the other blockchains built on Cosmos, built on Starport. Uh, and, and it's really uh, uh, promising the future of, of blockchain interoperability. And we have with us today uh, the lead developer of Starport himself, uh, Dennis Fadiv. Dennis, welcome to Moon or Bust. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the pleasure is ours. Uh, so for those who aren't really familiar with Cosmos, uh, or Starport, can you give us a big picture overview, please? Sure. I think it will help to understand like the philosophy behind Cosmos. So the, the main idea is that the future is multi-chain and there will be dozens, hundreds, thousands, maybe maybe much more, many more blockchains um, online, right? And the, the goal is to create this network of blockchains where, uh, where these chains are actually connected with each other and users are not locked into any particular blockchain, but they can move their assets, their tokens, mm -hmm. and um, really send any data between any chains, uh, any chain. So it becomes like this huge network that acts both as, as, a, as an application layer um, and also as a scaling solution. Yeah, so blockchain interoperability is a big hindrance to adoption right now. Uh, and that is more or less Cosmos's goal uh, to connect and create an internet of blockchains. Um, so Dennis, I know you come from a front end background. Do you see user experience as the biggest hurdle left to overcome for the crypto industry? Or is there something else that's in the way? Yeah, there are def definitely some uh, issues with with um, developer experience. Like it, it still is quite hard to build um, blockchains, right? And for us to get to this multi-chain world, we will need to improve that. And that's what we've been doing for for more than a year year now uh, with with Starport CLI. And of course, um, user experience can also be improved, but it's it's kind of a separate topic um, because right now to use uh, all these services available, you still have to install extensions or like mobile applications, 
So mm -hmm. we're we're trying to improve the developer experience first. That's what we're focused on right now. That's awesome. So let me look down the road a little bit into the future. Uh, say maybe in twenty years, will people know the retail uh, the retail adopters? Will they know that they're interacting with a blockchain, uh, or, or will it be abstracted away like the the technicalities like gas and, and wrapped tokens? Uh, is the goal to you know kind of take that away and, and really simplify it from the end user? Oh yeah, in my opinion, it will it will definitely be abstracted away from end users. Like mm -hmm. right now, we're very very early. Even though mm -hmm. it seems like there is so much stuff going on and so much so so much progress, but uh, we we are early. And right now, we're kind of looking at the internals of all, uh, the whole, this whole system, and we're building it. Right, we're essentially coming up with things that will be uh, there in 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 five, ten, or twenty years. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in uh, I think blockchains. <laughs> Uh, and interoperability between blockchains specifically is is kind of like this this connectivity layer that will eventually be um, not that important to end users. Like they will just just use um, crypto applications the same way they're using web applications. They're not thinking mm -hmm. about TCP, HTTP, and servers and all this mm -hmm. stuff. Like for them, it's just a browser and a window into into limitless number of different services and um, things that are. They, they actually care about same thing will happen with crypto except in the future and i mean in the present but also in the future we, um, 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 money will will be as a primitive so instead of just moving data around you will be able to move um, um, tokens and uh, identities and assets i mean you can do it right now but hopefully the the ui ux of, of all of this will be improved dramatically sweet um, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. So I have a question about Starport. Um, say that there's 100,000 Starport-based blockchains in the future. Um, some of them are going to be really decentralized, but some of them are going to be incredibly uh, centralized, and, and they could be potentially malicious. Will there be any protections uh, for that retail adopter for, from like connecting with a chain that could be potentially centralized and malicious, and they would have no way of knowing? Well, uh, it will be, um, so yeah, if, of course, if you're an investor and like we're talking about the future, right, uh, you will have to dig a bit deeper than your average um, kind of token holder or just user of these services, right? So you will care about how many validators there are mm -hmm. uh, and uh, how distributed tokens are and mm -hmm. just generally how it all works. Like, do they actually provide any kind of interesting services that you, you would like to be, become part of? Um, but for end users, I don't think that would be um, important. Um, and what what is important, I think, to note is is that I think blockchains have different requirements for security, and that's that's one of the ideas behind internet of blockchains, right? You don't have to put everything on a single blockchain that has uh, costs associated with providing the security to every single application, be it mm -hmm. like a tiny tiny I don't know Twitter clone or or, or a huge exchange, right? Every application pays the same price, and that doesn't have to be the case. And that's that's why we're focusing on on Starport CLI. Awesome. So I want to touch on that um, idea of like a social media real quick. Uh, as I'm sure you know, Jack Dorsey is adamant that DeFi should be built on Bitcoin, despite pushback from Vitalik and a lot of the DeFi community. Uh, does Cosmos have the potential to disrupt Twitter and other big tech products? With censorship-proof products that can that can scale cheaply. Yes, I think um, I think these these um, 
end user applications should be built as separate blockchains. Like there is no reason to put them, um, like if you're building a Twitter clone, there is no reason to put this application on any existing Cosmos blockchain. Like you definitely should create one right now. Uh, I mean, you, you definitely should create one that is sovereign and uh, and you will be able to configure it in a way that is uh, that that is um, that let you kind of implement the feature set that you're going for. Mm, uh, to optimize it, for your like, app. Yeah, exactly. And not be mm. limited by whatever existing blockchains offer you. And mm. um, yeah. That's very cool. Um, so we'll get into the advantages of, of having a sovereign blockchain in a little bit. Um, but right now I want to talk about the success of Cosmos and Starport so far. There have been several large blockchains that have been made using the SDK. Can you tell us about some of these successes? Yeah, sure. So um, for, for the last, um, I would say, year, um, the Cosmos ecosystem was really focused on delivering IBC and that happened uh, in, in uh, just a couple of months ago, like in, in March 2021. And um, during this time, we, we've seen like explosion of different applications being built. Uh, so um, uh, one of them is Osmosis, for example. Uh, people are building um, blockchains like uh, Umi. And um, I mean, you will, you will see uh, SifChain, an interesting project. And of course, um, Cosmos Hub um, um, recently uh, added Gravity Dex, right, uh, which takes advantage of IBC protocol. So we, uh, I can definitely see like the the, the cool new stuff and uh, almost yeah, like an explosion of different ideas being implemented, and that becomes possible through IBC. And I'm I'm happy to say that some of these blockchains were actually uh, created with Starport. So mm -hmm. uh, that's 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 very neat. I think. So how easy is it to make a blockchain on Starport? Can anyone do it or do you need a, a good a advanced coding background or, or can just the average show make their blockchain? So it's, it is a developer tool. So you should be kind of, you need to have a background. So it's not a constructor, but we're, we try to make it as simple as possible. And you don't have to be a blockchain developer. You don't even have to be a Go developer. So uh, for example, uh, I have front end developer background, but I, uh, I think it's really um, accessible to, to traditional web application developers. So like if you know JavaScript and you're willing to learn a bit uh, of Go uh, and figure out how it works, then uh, you're set. So um, the tool itself is super easy to use. There's just one command to install it and you have all, uh, all the tools available to you. There's one command to scaffold a new chain um, and you get all the source code files and everything is very, very, uh, clear and then you can you you have a bunch of commands to add functionality so you can create a dex module you can you can add a list of pools and um, and you can issue one command to start a local testnet uh, with hot reloading so you can um, start building your application and yes it's it, we we have great tutorials so um, if if you start I think like in one week you can go through all tutorials and become like really competent with with this tool and, and, and become very productive. And you also don't need a huge team for that as well. So since this uh, language, uh, the, uh, I mean, the Go, uh, Golang is, is so accessible, um, yeah, there shouldn't be any, any issues with finding people who are passionate about building, um, building blockchains in Go. 
That's cool. So say I want to make my own blockchain on Starport. I go in, I launch a blockchain. How do I go about getting nodes? Like once I launch the blockchain, will there be independent nodes already through Cosmos or Starport? Or is that something I'd have to bootstrap myself? So yeah, that's a great question. And uh, we, we, we started thinking about that once we've released Starport CLI and understood that people were like quickly starting to, to, to build things. And they ha- had the same question, like, how do I... How do I launch this? And uh, we've um, we've delivered a proof of concept um, in December of 2020 um, of Starport Network, which is our solution to uh, to this problem. So it's 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 a blockchain that lets you uh, launch blockchains. So we're currently actively working on this, and we've uh, we've completed our first milestone, and uh, we're hoping to deliver um, Starport Network uh, by uh, end of this year. So what Starport Network does is it allows you as a coordinator to launch, uh, to kind of collaborate with validators on your chain launch. And you can go through multiple test nets and these test nets affect um, how the main net will be launched. And um, yeah, there, there are awesome features that will also let you evaluate how much your chain work will be worth even before you launch it. So there is some price discovery mechanisms that we're building. And I think it will be very interesting for both developers, coordinators, and token holders. So is that purely just a test net for developers or can they transfer those nodes over to the main net once they launch? Yeah, it's absolutely built for main nets. Okay. So the, the purpose of Starport Network is to get you from, from, from zero, from essentially the source code to a working main net. But when, uh, before you get to main net, you actually very often you want to go through a series of test nets uh, and results of these test nets, like validators who validate these test nets will affect um, the token distribution eventually on the main net. Very cool. So speaking of people building blockchains on Starport, is there a target audience that you expect will use Starport in the short term? And do you think that there will be a bigger audience in the future? And if so, what will that, what, what will those people look like? Sure. So there are multiple, there are several target audiences. One, one of course, is um, existing blockchain developers who want to build. A, uh, we're building a pro tool, and we want um, people who contribute to Cosmos SDK to actually use it as their kind of daily driver when it comes to blockchain development. And we're succeeding at that. Um, but we also uh, want to make sure it's accessible to non-blockchain developers because that's the biggest market. Um, we want to provide an alternative for people who want to build an app and they're like, maybe maybe this app should have um, currency as a primitive. Like uh, maybe like right now they don't really consider that because they think that this this is a completely separate thing, right? You need to build smart contract. Like, uh, but when you use Starport, you really don't see a difference between building a traditional web application and building a blockchain, except you now have all these uh, tools at your disposal that will allow you to build an economy essentially, right? So if you're building um, uh, an, a web application um, for, for a community of people and you want to make sure that there's, uh, there's a working economy within it, um, you're much better off actually by b- building a blockchain than going through traditional web application route. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And my next question, I think you've already <clears throat> touched on a good amount, um, but I wanna talk about it, uh, I guess, as far as Ethereum in, in particular. What are the benefits for someone to build a blockchain on Starport instead of just launching a token with smart contracts on Ethereum? 
So I guess the main um, main advantage is sovereignty, and um, and the way kind of it. Um, um, Basically, when you launch a contract, you're launching on someone else's chain. And although it, it, it's everyone's chain, but you still have to pay the price, right? And I'm talking about gas costs, of course. Okay. So if you are building like a Twitter clone or, uh, I don't know, a decentralized exchange based on order books where you have a bunch of requests, you cannot build this on a chain that is extremely popular because you will your users will pay the price. Mm-hmm. Uh, with 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 Starboard and uh Generally, Cosmos, um, you, you you launch a sovereign blockchain. It only serves your application. Uh, so all the costs that are associated with transacting on this chain um, are, are connected with with this application. So you're not your users don't pay for any any games that run alongside your your application, right? But you also get the advantages of smart contract, which is net, network effect. Right, you're not launching a separate chain that is like siloed and not connected to anything. You're 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 launching an application um, implemented as a blockchain in an existing huge network of other applications implemented as blockchains. So the only the only downside uh, that we're working actually uh, on right now is that you need to um, you need to launch your chain. Right, you need to find validators. You need to go through like the series of testnets, and uh, as soon as this is um, this is solved, I think it will be like a no-brainer because you will have your own thing. You w- your users wouldn't have to pay extra for it, and you will still be connected to everyone else. Yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense. It seems like a really good solution for developers. So, who do you see as your biggest competitors in the space? Well, uh, Cosmos, actually, I don't think we view others as competitors, uh, and that's because IDC. Uh, we want other blockchains to implement IDC and become part of the ecosystem. And uh, right now, um, there are projects that have a vision that is similar to Cosmos. So, for example, Polkadot is working on, on, on a very similar vision, but they have a different approach. Polygon <laughs> is working on similar things, but like... Um, what we are building is we're building a tool for non-blockchain developers, and we're, we're we want to provide like a good alternative for smart contract developers as well. So whenever uh, existing blockchain developers want uh, decide like where do we where do they want to imp- uh, how do they want to implement their application, Starport should be like their um, one of one of the choices that they can potentially make if they want to build like a scalable and sovereign uh, application. Right, and I want to touch on IBC because that is a core part of Cosmos and Starport. So say I want to build a DEX on Cosmos blockchain. Can you explain how the IBC could let me trade cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin or Ethereum that are on different blockchains on that DEX? Sure. So um, neither Bitcoin nor Ethereum can implement IBC. So IBC has certain okay. requirements that uh, only more modern blockchains can implement. Um, but IBC uh, will help um, transfer these assets as soon as they um, enter Cosmos ecosystem, right? So you will need a bridge to Ethereum. For example, a gravity bridge uh, is being built right now. And what this will allow uh, users to do is transfer their assets from Ethereum land into Cosmos land. But once they reach Cosmos hub, now, thanks to IBC, users can move their assets between all these chains and like participate in all these services. 
So uh, the, the cool thing about IBC is that it, it is kind of like um, uh, a system, a communication system between all these blockchains. And also it will allow Cosmos chains connect to Polkadot, for example. So there, there's work being done right now implementing a pallet um, for IBC to connect these two ecosystems. So does IBC only work with proof of stake blockchains right now? No, there is no requirement for this to be proof of stake. It has three requirements, as far as I remember. So it has to have a blockchain has to have a key value store, um, fast finality, and um, and it has to be able to execute code. That's pretty much like three requirements. So it doesn't have to be no. proof of stake. But many modern pro uh, many many modern blockchains are proof of stake, and uh, it's just it's just a coincidence that they can also I implement IBC just because by the virtue of being more modern. Okay, yeah, thank you for that clarification. So, <clears throat> sorry, I thought there was another one. Um, so, uh, de developers can create their own, uh, can developers create their own scaffolding or uh, templates using Starport? I know you can customize it once you have it, but is there a way to um, maybe create your own scaffolding and use it later as something like, for example, how you can upload an NPM package in JavaScript? Is there any way to do something like that? So right now, um, right now the scaffolding functionality is baked into Starport CLI. So, but it's pretty easy to just create a PR and copy existing functionality and propose that. And we're very open to contributions. We actually get quite a quite a few contributions um, um, on a weekly basis, which is very exciting because that means community really likes the tool and wants to extend it. But in the future, I think Starport CLI will have its own plugin system so that you can you will be able to write um, kind of a declarative um, configuration file that describes what what kind of functionality you want, have a simple template, and Starport will be able to pick this up. Um, yeah, but Cosmos SDK, which powers Starport, right, it's the framework that we're using, is modular. And that's really, really cool because um, what you will be able soon to do with Cosmos SDK. I mean, you can do it right now, but it's um, we are hoping that it will be more NPM-like in the coming months, is you will be able to just uh, install different modules like a DEX. So you just, for example, you, you're building your chain. You don't have to scaffold a DEX if there is already a module for a DEX. You'll be able to just mm -hmm. uh, include it. I mean, you can do it right now, but uh, we want it to be as simple as uh, every other Starboard feature, which is like Starboard installed. Uh, Dex uh, and it will just download and um, and add this module to your blockchain. Gotcha. With the um, the front end aspect to it, uh, I, right now you can only do it in view. But is there um, <clears throat> like maybe in the future would you be able to do it in different JavaScript languages or even other ones like like React or uh, Angular? But maybe even go to like uh, something else besides like kind of outside of that. Yeah, that's a really good question. So right now we're focused on Vue because it's like literally impossible to implement everything in every possible framework. Yeah. However, the code that Starport generates is TypeScript. So if you're using React, you you can just use this code uh, for interacting with the blockchain. So when using React, you won't get all the all the visual components because they are in Vue, but yeah. the actual code that lets you interact with the chain is is framework agnostic. Um, and what also um, I'll mention is that most likely in the next version of Starport, we'll 
also scaffold a, web, um, a mobile application um, as well. So we're trying to provide like everything a developer might need. And we understand it pretty clearly that a blockchain is just a part of the story. Like you never just build a blockchain. You also need a front end. You most likely need a web, um, a mobile application because that's uh, that's um, a very convenient way of storing keys securely uh, without relying on extensions. So we're working actively on um, adding this functionality to Starport right now. So hopefully uh, in the coming months that that's going to be available. And it's pretty exciting. Gotcha. <clears throat> One other thing is I saw there wasn't a whole lot of detail on it um, on the docs, but then I went to the website. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it though. It's the uh, the WebAssembly plugin. Is that part of Starport? Uh, Cosm Wasm. I don't know how to say it. That's just how I can. It's yeah. C O S M W A S M. Yeah, that's Cosm Wasm. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's 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 an awesome project. Um, that um, is implemented as a Cosmos SDK module. So you can add this module to any chain. Uh, and actually with Starport is just one command to add Wasm. And what this allows you, your users to do is write applications, uh, write smart contracts in Rust, uh, similarly to like on Ethereum, you write in Solidity. Same thing here, you write in Rust and upload this contract. And this is, this just extends the functionality of your chain at the end of the day, right? You build your chain like the core modules in Go. It's the things that uh, that that describe the rules of the game, right? Like immutable. I mean, they're not immutable, but they're like more permanent, right? And you upgrade your chain to include mo more Go modules. But um, many chains want to give their users ability to to script their chain essentially. So the way I like to think about this is like you have a browser like Chrome, right? And it's written in C++. And, uh, and that's, that's the same thing with, with a blockchain, right? You write your browser in Go, but then you give your users ability to script it with JavaScript in the browser, and you script it with Rust in Cosmos blockchain. So like um, blockchain is like a browser and scripting language is smart contract support. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that seems like it kind of almost gives it <clears throat> unlimited amount of uh, possibilities to if you want your block pro your blockchain project to be built with uh, Cosmos by adding that module. I mean, it's endless to what you can do with that and how much easier it is than having to say, you know, fork Ethereum and then build it out all yourself, run it and do all this stuff or like a smaller blockchain. And, you know, you might not have all that developmental knowledge. It'd be a lot of trial and error. Cosmos just kind of, I mean, you're right there. You're in it, and you're ready to go and actually build what you want instead of taking that time to lay it all out. I think that's awesome. That's just one of the newer things I saw that you guys added, and very impressive. Yeah, there's there's kind of no reason to fork a blockchain when you can build like a proper one that is modular, extensible, modern, mm -hmm. and you get all the tooling. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you go the it's a waste the, of time? The other, yeah, why would you waste valuable time on that. Mm -hmm. I like how Cosmos has focused so much on really building the full toolkit for the developer uh, instead of, you know, just trying to create some revenue generating system right off the bat and, and make money as quickly as possible. Uh, it seems like you guys are really in it for the long haul. You are waiting for that exponential payout, which which I think is cool. And, and uh, I really hope it, it plays out for you guys. Um, so let's talk about Emerus real quick. 
Um, we talked about this with Pung a couple of weeks ago, uh, but it has recently just launched. I checked it out. It looks awesome. Could you talk about what Emirates is and how the beta launch has gone so far? Absolutely. So Emirates has been a huge success and it, it, it looks great. It works amazing. And it's, it's kind of like the window to the iron chain because previously um, blockchains, even in the Cosmos ecosystem, looked very kind of separated, even though they are connected. But from the user's perspective, it was another story, right? And I think this application is is probably the first one that um, that lets um, end users uh, really kind of participate in the inner chain and move assets freely and swap tokens and kind of get a glimpse of the future of what's coming uh, to to Cosmos, right? Mm -hmm. This is just the first version of Emirates. It um, it um, supports Gravity Dex, of course, as one of the kind of main applications within Emirates. You can swap mm -hmm. tokens, but you can also uh, move tokens around. And uh, thanks to our design team, um, it's 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 a very seamless process. And users don't really have to think like which channel should I transfer tokens through. Like all this happens under the hood. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward uh, to developments in MRS because we have a lot of uh, a lot of things on the roadmap. Sweet. Uh, so uh, speaking of the roadmap, could you give us a brief overview uh, of what else is to come in the the near to medium term? Uh, you mean uh, in Cosmos? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, I mean we're working, as I, as I mentioned, on, on new versions of Starport, of course, and uh, launching Starport networks. So that's, that's, that's going to be huge. Um, Gravity Bridge, I think, is mm -hmm. one of the most important infrastructure projects because it will connect to Ethereum and allow people to, uh, to transfer assets from Ethereum. Uh, but also, uh, we're working with, with the rest of the community on um, uh, interchain staking to allow um, to allow developers to launch chains um, in a in a slightly different way. So of course you can launch sovereign chain, and that's what we're um, we're working towards. But uh, some chains um, uh, are more kind of they're okay with with sharing security with Cosmos Hub, for example. So they're they're cool with having these these validators of Cosmos Hub validate their chain. So we need to figure out how to make that. Um, as seamless as possible, and um, and um, yeah, so I'm also really looking forward to uh, interchain um, uh, staking or share security, as it's called. Awesome. Uh, well, Dennis, thank you so much for your time today. Before we wrap this up, uh, I'd just like to give you the opportunity to mention anything we might have missed or give any shout outs you'd like to. The floor is yours. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I think I think Cosmos ecosystem is is really vibrant, and it's it's uh, like after launch of IBC, we've seen a bunch of new things. So I'm yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to what Tenement uh, will 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 uh, come up um, in the future, but also all other teams because like the most important thing about Cosmos is how decentralized it is and how how many teams actually work on all of this. So it's not it's not a project of a single company, but it's it's a huge vibrant ecosystem. Awesome. Well, we have uh, your Twitter, Cosmos' Twitter, and Starport's Twitter all linked in the description below. Uh, so you guys can go down there right now, 
follow along with them. Uh, and we'd love to have you back on again in the future, Dennis. So uh, we look forward to that. But for now, hope you have a good rest of your day. We'll see you later. You too. Bye, guys. Thanks, Thanks for coming on. Alrighty. We hope you guys enjoyed that interview. If you did, let us know by smashing the like button right now and, and drop a comment. Tell us what you liked about it. It was a little bit more technical than, than we usually do, but I think that's kind of the, the point uh, of what we're doing here is to integrate that technical side with the money side, the investing side, uh, and, and just kind of make it more real uh, and bring the, what's behind the tech uh, to you guys here. So, uh, Ryan, it looks like you got something to say. What's up, man? What's on your mind? They come for the Shiba Inu. They stay for the Cosmos SDK. <laughs> Always. We got them. <clears throat> All right. Okay, so we have a little bit of time for Moon or Bust today. Y'all, favorite segment. We got a couple of requests already, so I'm going to roll the intro. Uh, Ryan, you want to pull up our first coin while I'm doing that? Boom. I love that. Uh, all right. So we, let's see, we got a request for, uh, I have a request, Logan. I get to oh, go first. You? I co-host this it. podcast. I get to choose. I want to play this game. <laughs> what is it? Okay, how do I show it? You'll see in just a second. Be patient. Oh, sorry. 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 It's okay. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry. Don't swear. <clears throat> Spink chain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we didn't really go over that, huh? All right, let's hear about it. So, uh, yeah, we're up 83.75% on the daily. Oh Can you zoom in a little bit? Can I zoom in? Let me see. I don't have a computer science. No, little, little three little, yeah, there you go. Right. Okay, there we go. Spank Chain. So Spank Chain and Come Rocket both up really big over the past two days because of the whole old debacle. If you haven't heard about that, you know, go look it up. I'm going to keep it family friendly. But Spank Chain <laughs> is the alternative to OnlyFans, but on the blockchain. And we all know what's so great about the blockchain is you can't censor it. So, you know, creators can come here. You know, creators can come onto Spank Chain or Come Rocket and, you know, do whatever they please. Make that bread. So uh, Amin.eth is the guy behind Spain Chain. He's like a Twitter personality. Yeah, I think he's pretty cool personally. Um, as you can see, though, it has shot up to 60 cents before. So this just looks like a, a little teeny bump in price. But, I mean, you go to the seven days here, and we have shot up a lot. We were under three cents, and now we are chilling at five cents. You know, that's pretty good gains. I think that, you know, with this whole OnlyFans thing going on, that these cryptocurrencies could see a lot more hype around them. At the end of the day, it really is about development and people actually like using ecosystems built on the blockchain. So I don't know how good of a play this is for the long term, but I think that there is some newfound attention on these decentralized, I'll call it adult content creator projects out there. Uh, what do you guys think about it? Well, with the new recent news with <clears throat> OnlyFans kind of, doing what it's doing i mean yeah the, the this this is their time to shine right now i mean this is why they're there this is why they were made and um like these projects were made so yeah long term I, who knows but <clears throat> right now it's i mean it's perfect for to a good little run-up you know mm -hmm. if one of them actually takes off and goes a little bit more mainstream um 
who knows what will happen. And check out that volume. We're up 3,600% as far as volume goes on the daily, which is kind of just insane. That is pretty crazy. Uh, you know, I'm always looking for things that will bring people into the blockchain ecosystem without them even realizing it. So may, be that like Dogecoin, just doggy coins in general or NFTs. Um, some people are, are in these ecosystems that don't really have a blockchain background, don't know about blockchain. And this could be another one of those, uh, you know, big moments where people, uh, they, they're not in it for the tech. They just see what it can what, what it can do for them and the problems that it solves uh, and they join for that reason. So I'm hoping to see uh, a, an explosion on the Spank chain. <laughs> okay, shall this we move guy, on? Man. This guy. This guy. I'll give it a moon. I'll give it a moon too. I mean, the product is there for sure. Yeah. We're mooning. <laughs> oh, look at what's trending, guys. Another one of 55%. Damn. Interesting. Okay, we got anything in the chat? Should we look at something uh, else? How about VEED? I'm not familiar with this one, but can you VEED? Do you guys have any pudgy penguins? Do you? Not anymore. Logan's got paper hands. Yeah, I got paper hands. I wanted Ethereum. Can you really blame me? Yes. Sorry, guys. It would have still been an Ethereum. I 10x'd my ETH. Hey. Not bad. Not gonna knock a man when he makes a profit. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so we got Vim World up here. I for one have never heard of this. It's the 538th largest blockchain. So I mean, this isn't a complete moonshot at that rank, but it's definitely a smaller token. It's gonna be really risky. We got mm -hmm. a market cap of 45 million dollars. Pretty small, but I mean, this is where you go when you're looking for that 100x gains. Uh, you know, it could go to zero, but, you know, it could also 100x. So if you're looking for that type of gains and you're super risk tolerant, uh, you know, go look between the 700th to 300th largest cryptocurrencies. And, you know, if you if you get lucky, you might be able to 100x your money. You never know. Very cool. They have 7,000, nearly 8,000 followers on Twitter. So there's like a little bit of a community going on. Um, I'm not, wait, do you know uh -oh. what the project is about, Ryan? Red flag alert, though. I haven't oh. looked into the vesting schedule at all, but only 6% of the circulating supply is currently in circulation. Uh, so essentially, they could pull a U.S. government type thing here and print <laughs> off like 10 times as much money as there once was. And, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, I don't actually know if that's true. There might be some type of schedule, inflation schedule going on here over the long term. But to see it's only at 6%, that's very concerning. If you're looking mm -hmm. into investing in this project, I'd definitely look into the inflation schedule. Yeah, and it's on uh, VeChain. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that before. It's it's kind of like I, I'm on their website right now, and it's a um, I mean it's a, another NFT project, and kind of have a lot going on. Like at first glance, I can't tell if it's a. I, I mean, I guess it looks like it's a marketplace, but you can also, I guess it's mainly just a marketplace, but it has a lot more features, more focus to gaming and uh, stuff like that. But I think there's collectibles and looks like a whole little ecosystem. Pretty cool. I'm going to give this one a bust just because of that 6% circulating supply. Well, I think they're, I mean, I, I would imagine that there's a reason for that. They're kind of holding it off and putting it into mm -hmm. these different things. I don't know enough about it to give it a moon. I, I think hey, they'll the have to come on and tell us about it. Yeah. Bubble. Yeah. 
but they say in their white paper that you know they're not we got this bubble solution yeah i mean i think it's a cool idea but at the same time, I think network effects are really important, like I've said on this show before. And there's a lot of different competitors within the NFT space. I think that a lot of people will be staying on Ethereum for NFTs, especially high value NFTs. And like I said earlier, maybe people will go to Solana or a different proof of history or proof of stake blockchain uh, for gaming, possibly. But you have to remember, like, for example, Solana already has an ecosystem that's pretty built out. They have uh, DEXs with a billion dollars locked in them. I don't think VeChain has that. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I think this is a very high risk play. Uh, I wouldn't throw money at it. So I'm going to give it a bust. Hmm. We have anything I else to look at? It's a game or if it's just a marketplace. Like, I don't know what these characters are. We got, I gotta know more about it. I don't know. Yeah. Right now, it's maybe they could come on in the future. Uh, we'll have to see if we can hit them up on Twitter. But for now, we have one more uh, that we have time Ooh, for. We these. And this is storage Filecoin, and uh, I think it's Sia Coin is the is SC. Okay. Uh, these are distributed uh, <coughs> distributed data centers, basically. Um, so if you want to, so say, let's take so the Solana blockchain for example. This thing has a huge block space that allows it to scale, and therefore the size of the chain is ridiculous. Uh, you could not store, uh, like the, the full node would not fit on any personal computer. It could only fit in data centers, which would, would make it extremely centralized. So what they do is they offload uh, the majority of the historical data to these decentralized file servers uh, so they can keep the full decentralization uh, while still making it scalable and, and uh, you know, be able to have normal people run nodes. Chia is also one that does this too, but they use hard drives instead of SD space. And so <clears throat> you can use your old hard drives that um, you don't, uh, no one uses anymore. As long as they're working, you can actually put it, the whole thing on that. Filecoin is a little bit pricey to use like as a personal user, but as a company or a, um, you know, or something where you need a lot of storage, it's actually fa fairly scalable and easy because it's about one price for, you know, what you would need. And um, I like all of these. I, I like Storage J Filecoin, and um, I don't know, I, I don't know Sia Coin, but I, I'm pretty sure it's called Chia, and it's by um, the guy. I'll, I'll remember it later. But guys, I don't want to flex. But I was in early to see a coin. I bought see a coin right around uh, eight cents back here. You know, it was, was a pretty good investment. I was in early. What can I say? You know, revolutionary over here. Damn, that's crazy. You must be so rich if you were that early. Yeah, it's at two cents now. Wow. I don't do know what do, I did man? with it, but hey. This is why they gave you the job, huh? Funny story about Siacoin, actually. There's a company called Bitmain, which makes a bunch of ASIC miners, and they made one for Siacoin. This was back when they were making miners for like Litecoin and a lot of different cryptocurrencies. They made one for Siacoin that was super profitable, super efficient, and essentially they were able to get so much of the network that Siacoin just updated their blockchain and said, screw you guys, we don't want you guys to mine anymore, and updated their blockchain so none of those miners could work, basically rendering them useless, which I thought was kind of funny. That's tough. You'll have that. I mean, Sounds these obviously serve like a, a great. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely interesting they could That's do that. Concerning. 
But hey, I mean, Seacoin, Filecoin, all storage, these <coughs> all serve a great purpose. And it's key to keep applications decentralized on different networks. So there's definitely a place in the market for these. And they're valued as such. I mean, almost a billion dollars here for Seacoin. Filecoin's a lot bigger. I think storage is also bigger than Seacoin. Um, oh, it's not. It's at 400 million. But still, I mean, all these have fairly large market caps. I think there's a place for them. I'll give them all a moon, honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah this is going to be and we're going to probably see a lot more of these projects kind of pop up because they kind of got there is this handful of them and then it kind of got left behind. But everyone wants these. But there's so much money to be made in these different kind of blockchain solutions uh, as in, you know, decentralized storage, decentralized rendering, R-E-N-D-R, that, that token and that project. You can take people's really fancy computers and um, use their graphics card and render your you know, a movie or anything you want. Those things, I think we're going to see a few more of them pop up soon as Ethereum and Polygon, all this stuff um, evolves. And that's what people are waiting on. That's just my hot take. Awesome. Well, we are out of time for today. So thank you all for tuning in. We will be back Monday uh, with an interview with the Glue uh, factory show we got a, a hollywood star on that interview you do not want to miss it so we will see you all monday at 2 p.m for now this is moon or bust your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. hope you have a good rest of your day peace out get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.